how to become a calm parent when you feel anything but. Where do you start? What do you do? And how do you keep it going? That's what I'm discussing on today's episode of Chilled Out Parenting. But just before we go into that, a quick reminder that if you're looking for a step-by-step guide to becoming a calm, confident parent, you can grab my book, Chilled Out Mum, using the link in the show notes below this episode. Okay, so today's topic is all about getting started with calm parenting. We'll be covering those first all-important steps to take and getting focused on the type of parent you really want to be. As always, the Chilled Out Parenting podcast is about giving you not just the information you need, but actionable takeaways so you can get the transformation you're looking for too. So first up, let's consider why you're listening to this episode. You're likely here because you want parenting to be a calmer, more peaceful experience. Maybe you've been finding family life challenging lately and you're looking for some ideas to ease the workload. Or maybe you've been struggling with shouting and losing patience with your kids and you're not okay with that. Either way, when it comes to making any big, meaningful changes, we always have to start with the mindset level to get our head in the game and prepare for the journey ahead. Calm parenting brings with it new tools and strategies to learn, and you won't be able to do this effectively or even understand them if you haven't done the groundwork first. And that process begins with a big decision. Most of us start out in parenthood with an idea about how we want to parent. We plan to be loving, patient, attentive, and determined to do right by our child. Our love is fierce and there's nothing we wouldn't do to give this child the very best start in life. We want to be what's known as a responsive parent, sensitive to our child's needs, supportive of their emotions and tuned in so we can read their behavioural cues. We want to have a strong, healthy relationship with them. Of course, why would we want anything different to all this? Responsive parenting has plenty of research to back it up. Researchers have found that this style of parenting is linked to the positive development of children who go on to develop a sense of safety, trust, and confidence and become securely attached. Children of responsive parents feel supported as their parents are emotionally tuned in to their internal state of mind. However, a lot gets in the way of this approach to parenting. For example, our childhood might bring up limitations and obstacles that impact how we respond to our child's needs. When faced with challenges and intense emotions, we might feel triggered and unable to respond helpfully. Sleep deprivation, work pressures, and external stresses can also make parenting in a responsive way really difficult. Plus, then we have mental load and burnout, which are growing problems for many parents, particularly mums who feel overwhelmed by the cognitive workload of raising a family. All of these things create a whirlpool of strong feelings in us that can hinder mindful, responsive parenting. Parenting from this emotional mind state makes it really hard to be present for our child's needs. But when we're using responsive parenting, we're able to separate our emotions from dealing with the parenting challenges at hand. This approach helps us respond logically, calmly, and in a way that meets our child's emotional and physical needs. Now, in theory, I know all that sounds really simple. However, real-life parenting means we're constantly trying to manage our emotional roller coaster alongside meeting our children's needs. And when we're not skilled at doing this, the two can collide. This can mean we end up using another parenting approach called reactive parenting. 
which is when we parent off our emotions, typically from an overwhelmed, stressed out, frustrated base. When we act on our feelings in response to a child's behavior, we're more likely to yell, make threats and lose our temper. It's much easier to cross the line from being angry to becoming aggressive. Now, we can't avoid all the stresses of modern day parenting. This is not about staying away from the roller coaster of our emotions, but learning to manage the ride better. Feelings like fear, rage, and frustration can be hard to control when you're parenting on the front line, often on broken sleep and under stressful conditions. If you're shouting, losing your temper, and lacking patience with your kids, it's time to stop beating yourself up about it and learn how to tame your intense feelings. Until you're ready to do this, you'll continue to be controlled by them, which will keep you from being the responsive parent you want to be. Now, this doesn't mean you have to tuck your feelings away and deny them altogether. That's not healthy or functional, and it's certainly not sustainable. You need to come to terms with your feelings, understand where they're coming from, and pay attention to the messages they have for you. This is what dealing with feelings is all about. And if you want your child to manage their emotions, you have to learn to do it yourself first. It's safe to say that no one wins when we parent from a reactive position. There are no benefits for anyone. Not only do we end up feeling guilty and remorseful after we lose our temper, but children can be dramatically impacted by excessive tension and anger in the household. This means that it's vital to take care of your feelings, especially your anger. Children learn about themselves and their place in the world from their first relationship, the one they have with you. They must learn from us that they're safe and loved and their world is secure. Too much reactive parenting creates the opposite effect for children. Responsive parenting, on the other hand, has wonderful benefits for children. It allows you to set practical limits with love, patience, and empathy. It does take time and a whole lot of effort, but the rewards along the way make it so worthwhile. As parents, we develop confidence, patience. We feel more in control. Sensitive, responsive parents make children feel safe. They make kids less suspicious of other people and therefore more relaxed. Secure, calm children experience fewer spikes of cortisol and when they do get stressed, they recover more quickly. Reactive parenting is very easy to slip into, which negatively impacts family harmony. Responsive parenting enables you to set limits with love without anger or punishment. It prevents those ugly, drawn-out power struggles that leave everyone feeling deflated, miserable, and exhausted. Responsive parenting requires your time and patience but has huge payoffs in the long term. This one's definitely a marathon, not a race. While it's impossible to always remain in responsive parenting mode, we must aim for this as much as we can by making two important declarations. Number one, a decision to be a responsive parent. Number two, a commitment to managing your emotions. So your takeaway task for this very first, very important step in becoming a chilled out parent is to make the firm decision to being a responsive parent and a commitment to managing your emotions. This involves more than simply wishing you were wired differently or berating yourself for being reactive. This is cementing the intention in your mind so that your brain is very clear on your big picture goal. Making this big decision and declaration isn't about becoming a perfect parent and never shouting again, by the way. I'm no perfect parent and I don't want you to be one either. 
We'll still have days where we run out of patience, raise our voice and be that grumpy, fed up parent. We're human beings after all, not machines. However, with the commitment to responsive parenting firmly in place, you'll find that those reactive parenting moments happen less and less often, so that when they do, they'll feel strange and not like you. Your new default parenting position will be responsive parenting, because you've not only just made the commitment to be a responsive parent, but you'll also be taking action every week to help you reach this goal. And forming new habits are like building muscles. The more we train them, the stronger they become. And so the more you intentionally practice your responsive parenting skills, the stronger they'll become too, so that before long they'll feel normal and natural for you to use. Stick with me and reactive parenting will feel like an old friend you used to know but can no longer relate to. Now, if you're enjoying this topic, you can read more about it in my book, Chilled Out Mum, which you can grab using the link in the show notes below this episode. And if you think someone else would find this podcast useful, please leave me a review at podchaser.com. Okay, we're not done yet because this podcast is for delivering great parenting information and guidance, but it's also about helping you to be the best possible version of yourself. And how can you be your best if you're not at your best? So every week I'll be sharing a new chilled out tool for filling your well-being tank to help you keep on top of your mental load and happiness levels. This week's chilled out tool in the spotlight is the morning ritual. A morning ritual is a set of activities done at the beginning of the day to help prepare the mind and body for the day ahead. This is so useful for us parents because it helps us start out the day with a sense of structure, positivity, and a calm headspace, all essential for managing the demands of raising kids. So what do you currently do in the mornings to set up your day? Do you take the time to meditate? to journal or plan out your schedule. If you're not a morning person and tend to let the kids wake you up, you might find yourself behind the eight ball from the moment you get out of bed, which is not ideal for calm, chilled out parenting. Waking up before the kids and having just a few moments of precious solitude to prepare for the day can make a world of difference to how you handle challenges and how present you are for your kids throughout the day. It doesn't have to mean waking up a whole hour before the children, and it doesn't require hard work. You can design a beautiful morning ritual that makes you excited to get up. It suits your needs, and it can include things that you enjoy, not dread. My personal morning ritual includes a cup of coffee, a snuggle with my dog, and a 10-minute meditation. Then I journal for a couple of minutes about the feelings I want to experience that day and the goals I'm working towards. It takes me about half an hour and that's really only because I find it hard to stop snuggling with my dog and get off the couch. What can you put in your morning ritual? Think of two to three things that would help you set yourself up for a great day. If you can get up and do these things before the kids wake up, that's fantastic. You'll find the silence in the house mixed with the promise of a new day extremely relaxing. But if that's not doable, just carve out some time as early as possible to get your ritual done. Remember, this can be five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever suits you. Some ideas for you to consider to put into your morning ritual include your favorite warm beverage, reading a chapter from a motivational book, writing out your goals, stretching or yoga, exercise, a cold shower, walking the dog, meditating or mindfulness, personal grooming, those things that you never normally get time for, 
journaling, or at taking the time to eat a healthy, nutritious breakfast. And on that note, it's time to wrap up this episode of Chilled Out Parenting. To recap, your actionable task this week is to make that commitment to responsive parenting and to managing your emotions. And don't worry, because over the next two episodes, we'll be having a closer look at how exactly to regulate your feelings and to help your child do the same too. So make sure you tune into those episodes to continue your chilled out parenting journey. And don't forget to set up your morning ritual too. Have fun with that and let me know how you go. I'd love to hear from you over at Facebook at Karina Lane Coach. And again, if you think others will benefit from this podcast, please leave me a review at podchaser.com. And remember, if you're not at your best, you can't be your best. 